What's going on, Gator Nation? It's your boy Pat Young here with the 21st episode of The Young and the Rowdies. And I know it's not uh, the happiest week since the Gators just got knocked out by Oral Roberts. Such a crazy year. But first off, I want to take the time to just thank and um, every everybody that's been a part of the Florida program in such a crazy, hectic year, uh, from the managers to the training staff to the front office to the players uh, on a season that, uh, man, so many things just came from left to right, but they all just continue to battle through it and stay together. Um, thank you guys again so much for sharing this podcast. It has been a blessing and a pleasure and an honor, not only for me to bring this to you, but for me personally to connect with all these people that I haven't seen or haven't talked to before and also relationships that I have had. And speaking of that, this next guest of mine is one of my favorite people in the world. Even though I'm going to give him a hard time, we've known each other for about 12 years now and we have never gone fishing. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. We, we talk about it all the time, but we're never going fishing. But anyways, he has been 27 years a part of the University of Florida program, 10 years in baseball, and 17 years in basketball, Duke Warner. My guy, what's going on, Rubes? How you doing? Hey, Pat, how are you, man? It's great to see you. Great to see I'm you. doing smile. fantastic, man. It's great seeing you, seeing, seeing the office, all the all the trophies and pictures and accolades in the background. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's changed any since you were here, Pat, so I, I, I may need to do some remodeling here. I mean, those pictures all represent a lot of winning. I don't know if you need to, need to actually change them. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great run. So what's what's going on, my man? How are you feeling? I know the uh, you know the season just ended. Tough loss against Oral Roberts. Long season, long season. I can only imagine. You know, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, we uh, we lost a tough one there on Sunday uh, versus Oral Roberts, and uh, obviously it didn't end the way you know we wanted it to. Um, but it it was a it was a year like uh, no other, and uh, I'm sure we'll get into that, Pat. But uh, you know, we got back to the hotel there, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock there on Sunday and uh, had a little food. And, and then we uh, departed for Gainesville uh, about 8.30 the next morning. So I got back into Gainesville yesterday, uh, two weeks in the bubble, basically. Yeah. Um, had a week there in Nashville, and then we bust directly from Nashville to, uh, to Indianapolis for the NCAA tournament. Um, so... Uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get the games in, but but it was uh, it was a it's, it's a tough deal there. Um, you realize a little bit your freedom uh, is important, <laughs> and uh, the value of sunlight and fresh air. And, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't see how those guys in the NBA have done it. You know, I talked to Joe a lot about it, and Billy D, and I don't see how they did it for that amount of time. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a hard it's a hard deal. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you couldn't there. At least they were in Disney. You know, the guys could like kind of go outside and fish and yeah. I don't know, play cornhole. But you I mean, you can only do that for so long. But you guys couldn't leave, go outside at all. Right. That's right. Literally, the only time that we left, Pat, was when we went to shoot around and uh, the games. That was the only outside uh, outside time we got. Um, you know, they basically had guards, at, you know, not guards, but uh some security people at the doors, you know, the exterior doors and, and, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. They, they wanted the tournament to go off and I, and I'm not sure it would go off unless they took measures like that. Um, but it's still, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
Gator fans and we all can, you know, shake our head. Obviously we've been out when I was with you for the four years, we were on, you know, three years in a row of just tough losses going to the elite eights. And then uh, you, you got to bounce back every, it's all a learning experience, but I can only imagine, I mean, there had to be some type of uh, joy or relief that the tournament did go on this year. You know, last year when you saw, cause I was there, um, with you guys last year in January and February, getting to see you every day was great, man. You know, I love, uh, being around the guys always. I just, it's, it's just, uh, you got, you know, you're, you're like, you are family to me and, and Gainesville is a second home. Um, so when, when everything was happening, cause there was so much happening so fast back in, in February, you know, what were your initial reactions? And then when they, you know, I know you guys were in the SEC tournament, uh, technically when, JB, you know, I was talking to Anthony DeRuji last uh, last week before you guys went to the SEC tournament, and he said, yeah, we came down in the elevator, saw that the Big Ten canceled theirs, this league canceled theirs, and then we pretty much figured that our, our conference tournament was going to be canceled, and then the NCAA tournament as well. What were your initial thoughts on all that? Yeah, you know, it was uh, – we were actually a pregame meal, Pat, and uh, we did hear that the couple of the other tournaments were canceled, and we kind of thought it may be coming, but – you know, hey, let's go. Let's see what happens. So we're down there eating. Um, the commissioner had called uh, Coach White and said that the, uh, you know, the SEC tournament was off and uh, they were sending all the teams home. Um, heartbreaking deal. Obviously, when you get to the end of the year, you, you work all summer and all year. I mean, you know, Pat, you, everything you do all year is, is, is uh, you're looking at postseason. Like you, you want to be at your best in, in, the, in the conference tournament and then obviously in the NCAA tournament. So Knowing that the uh, SEC tournament was off, it, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I'll never forget me saying, I'm, I'm telling Coach White, there's no way they're canceling the, <laughs> the NCAA tournament. There's no way. They're not no. doing that. There is, <laughs> there is no way in hell they're canceling the NCAA tournament. And by the end of the day, that was canceled. Uh, and we were on a plane back to Gainesville. And then uh, I believe that was a Friday night. And then by Monday uh, – Monday morning, we were in meetings and uh, we were sending all of our athletes, you know, all, all the teams home um, from Gainesville there. So it was uh, it was a crazy it was a crazy deal. Crazy yeah. deal. It's hard to even explain. Yeah. Explain it. You know, looking back now, I can't even imagine, you know, because I, I got a chance to play with Kerry Blackshear a little bit, Junior, when I was in Israel and. You know, he's such a nice, such a good guy, first off. Yeah. I, I love KJ to death. He's He stays in his little bubble. You know, he plays a lot of yeah. video games. But as far as a guy, high character, you never have to worry about anything. He's going to show up, be on time, work hard. Um, he, you know, he's able to just wipe it and move on. But he's like, yeah, it sucked. As far yeah. as being a senior and not getting a chance to play, I'm just, I'm just trying to fathom, you know, if that year, my senior year, you know, you look at Florida State, from last year and they really had a chance I th that probably was Leonard Hamilton one of his best teams that he's probably had through the program of, of being able to you know make it to the final four possibly winning it all and then if I look at us season just canceled like yeah. great season oh yeah number one seed overall and then bang cut season's over like what do you, nah what do you mean <laughs> yeah no you know what's funny Pat is uh is I talked to Anthony Grant you know and we talked about the same thing after the season you know Dayton was what was Dayton last year going into the tournament? 30 and two or, you know, not much different than, than what, you know, what your team was. Right. And, and it got taken away from them, you know? So 
he had those same feelings that you were just talking about that you could have had your senior year. So just, so just imagine that, you know, yeah. he had the, they had the player of the year in, in uh, Toppin and yeah. I think they were going to be the number one seed. And uh, it wasn't much different than, than what you guys had. So, yeah. you know, it's a, uh, it's a heartbreak, especially for the seniors. You know, I felt terrible for Kerry because you're right. He is uh KJ is, is as good of a human being and that you'll ever be around. Um, and he, he, I felt terrible for the guy, but yeah. I, I, mean, I felt terrible for everyone. Our baseball team was number one in the country. You know, our gymnastics team was going to had a chance to win it all. I mean, all sports across the board, uh, it was taken away. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to transition because you just hit so many points of things that I want to get into. Um, you know, looking at your tenure there in basketball, 17 years, You've got a chance to see so many coaches, players, uh, graduate assistants go on to do miraculous things and start their own careers. Like how, how amazing has that been just to be a witness of just that tree branch of things, just everyone connected through the Gator Nation. That has to be so cool. Yeah, you know what, Pat, it's like, and, and I met you as, I don't remember if you were a sophomore or a junior when you came to see us. You came to see me with your shoulder. You remember that? On a, uh, you had a bad sophomore. shoulder. Sophomore. Yeah, you were young. You were still huge, but you, yeah. you were, <laughs> you, I think you were a sophomore, had a bad shoulder. And, and like I've heard you say on, uh, I've listened to all these podcasts, by the way. They've been awesome. You do a great job. But, uh, you know, you came here like, on, you, you must have taken, what, 100 unofficials? <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I can't. Seems I went. Like you were here. You were I, here all the time. I, I felt bad for my dad because he, you know, even though he loves golf, I don't think he loves the sun as much. We went to so many other, like football games, and and yeah. at one point he's like, "Oh my gosh, son, just are you going to commit?" Like, <laughs> but anyway, not to get away from the point. But when I when I, uh, you know, especially you players, um, you know. The, the greatest thing that I do this for, and we've had these conversations before, is seeing what happens after you leave, right? Because I don't know where it's at everywhere else. I've never been. I've never worked anywhere else. I got out of grad school and came to Florida in wow. 27, 27 years. I'm still here. So I don't know how it works everywhere, and I wouldn't pretend to, to think. But I do know here we take a lot of pride and we put a lot of time into your personal growth uh, when you leave. and there is nothing that makes me feel better to see to see where you guys are now and see where our managers are. You know, you guys are all 18 to 22 years old. You really don't know what's going on. You think you do, but you don't. And trying to help that uh, maturation process through that is, is, is why I do what I do. And I'll be honest with you, I, I even talked to you about this a, a few weeks ago, listening to Vern and listening to Casey Prather and listening to Scotty and Eric Murphy and see and see what their mindset is now and see how they talk and see it's what they've accomplished. Right? That's, that's why I do what I do because yeah. I hear in your guys' voices now things that we all used to talk about here. Yeah. You know, just not me, but Coach Donovan for you guys and Coach White does the same thing now and our strength coaches, Tom Williams. Like our, our job is obviously we want to win games and, and right. everybody wants to see that. But if you're really in this for the right reason, you're in it to hear what Vernon said, you yeah. know, what he fought through. You, you, I remember the Eric Murphy story because 
coach found out when he and I were fishing. We were Cedar Key and they called him. We were on, we were fishing, you know, it was off season and, and that's when he found out. So like I, I, you know, all these stories, obviously I've lived them with these guys and to hear their uh, perspective on life now yeah, and how they think. And uh, you know, I like it when you guys get into advice for the younger guys and, yeah. you know, that like, that, that really, that makes me feel good. And that, and that, and that's, there is no question. That's why I do what I do. And I'll be honest with you. One of my other, my second favorite thing is when you guys come back here and train and, you know, if you need help with some injury stuff, or if you just want to get shots up, or if you want to work out just the, uh, just the fact that talk to you guys now as a 28 or 29 year old or whatever everybody is now from when I first <laughs> met you at 16 yeah. or 17. Yeah. That, that's what it's about. That's, that's what nuts. It's about. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I share the same sentiment. I got to tell you, man, when, because I hadn't talked to Vernon for a few weeks, or I mean, not a few weeks, a few months before that podcast. And as Kenny Boyd, I hadn't talked to him, you know, maybe a year and a half, some change. Casey Prather and I, we hadn't talked in a while, you know, just keep up in the group text, Scotty Will, Casey and I, but getting a chance to hear them tell their stories and how they handle the adversity. You know, all so many guys being highly recruited, highly talented players that hit a wall, you know, a, the adversity of life. Something happens, an injury, or not getting drafted, or needing to transfer, or getting in trouble uh, with the law outside of it with, with Murph. And, and, and it's just like, at the moment, all those things absolutely sucked, but, their growth coming out of it like just just hearing Vern I was literally just like man I was like I was like this is a completely different person from who I knew when I was 18 years old <laughs> yeah yeah you know Vern there's nobody has a bigger heart than Vern and he had that when he was here but we can never forget you you, you know you're 18 19 20 years old you don't have it figured out and, right and um and, and it's just, it's just so, uh, it's so fulfilling for me to see where you guys are and not even if you're playing the NBA or you're not playing at all, or you're playing, you're, th th none of that matters. It's, it's the perspective that you have on life yeah. and, and uh, it, 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 uh, it, it really makes you feel good. I mean, you even uh, episode coming out next week, uh, major Parker, him, mm -hmm. him talking about all the things that he went through and what he's doing with his life and, his perspective on it. And I was just like blown away by that as well. You know, it, and it, it probably is a little bit tough sometimes dealing with 18 and 22 year olds because uh, you know, our brains, we have a lot of thick, very thick skulls, you know, <laughs> you, you probably get, get tired of having to nail down on the same thing. Are these guys going to get it? You know, is this, is this all in vain? An expression that, um, that I, I hear go around is that uh, you really have to worry about if a coach, uh, if he if he's still with you or not is if he like doesn't coach you if he's not getting on you or if, if someone's but you know that's what I loved about you guys um, so much is that you never there was no breathing we're not going to let no we're, we we see the potential we've seen the formula for success for how guys have done and how these not only translate from basketball and being a better player a good player but it's being a good men being yeah. men that go into the world and contribute to the good to their families, to their friends, to their relationships, to, to whatever it may be. Um, so again, I mean, I just, I just want to thank you and, you know, everyone that I've got a chance 
to uh, contact with. You know, I didn't know, I, Florida was always my dream school, um, but you never know why, you know, things line up the way they do sometimes and why, yeah. and, 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 you know, even though I went, didn't get drafted and my career might've gone a, a bunch of different paths uh, that I didn't foresee, you know, the relationships that I formed at the university that I still have to this day are, are ones that have helped mold me into the person I am now and given me opportunities into things that I can do now. And I just like, I love freaking love Gainesville. Like yeah. <laughs> even, you even know. after coach white left or after coach Donovan left there initially, there was like, Oh man, it's going to be different, blah, 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 different, but not bad. Not, not different in a way that it was still just as enjoyable just as good, just the relationship that I got to form with Coach White, the players, you still being there, Tracy as well. I was like, nothing, it's still, it's still Gator. We still the Gators, baby. It don't matter. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Pat? And I know you remember us talking about this, but remember how we always used to talk to you guys about leaving a legacy? Yeah. You know, every time you're wherever you're at, you're leaving a legacy. And and and, and looking back on your career and where you're at now and what you're doing. Doesn't it, isn't it amazing? Like you can come to Gainesville and everybody still knows you. Yeah. You know, everybody still says, Hey, big Pat, what's up? You know, and everybody knows you because of the legacy you left of one, first and foremost of, of how outstanding of a human you are, but don't, don't, don't let it fool you. The fact you went to three elite eights in the final four, like the legacy that you and your class left behind and those teams that will be with you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And, and you're probably starting to realize that now. You probably didn't realize that when you were here. And that's what we're all trying to, we're trying oh. to do. You know what I mean? We're trying yeah. to do that with you guys. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, you know, your, your plat. there's been a few classes come through, you know, you had the old fours and then, and then, you know, your, your class and uh, it's just, you're just winning people. And I was just so happy I could be a part of that. Yeah. Um, all, all of it has been a tremendous blessing. And, you know, I, I definitely did not see when I, when I look at this year and last year, um, it really puts things into perspective of what we actually did achieve in my four years at Florida. You know, there's so many guys, we have double digit wins in the NCAA tournament. You know, we never had to worry about COVID and the, and, uh, you know, social distancing and getting tested and all these things on a consistent basis. We didn't have to worry about things you didn't take away from. There's so many guys that go through four years that never make the tournament. Or you look at a team like uh, uh, VCU. VCU, they didn't even get a chance to play. You know, they, they, they made the tournament. They thought they did, you know, they, I'm sure they followed all the protocols and everything. But, you know, it still couldn't still couldn't play. And, you know, going into... You know, obviously you got a lot, a lot more responsibility um, after, you know, things started happening and the school needed to change uh, the protocols with COVID um, regulations. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you, what you had to do and how your responsibilities that you had and still probably have to this day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, we really started to crank our preparations back up for, uh, for our athletes in the middle of May. Well, you there, Pat? I'm still here. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, we had that couple months there where they weren't, the NCAA wasn't allowing people back on campus. And uh, 
they kind of started to figure out first of June, it looked like we we're going to get people back. Um, you know, I, I have some more responsibilities now other than with basketball. Um, so I'm kind of doing a lot with all of our sports now. And, and, and our first preparation was how we we're going to get football back. Um, you know, and, and not football, volleyball, and soccer being our fall sports. And just the, uh, just the preparations we had to get those, those athletes back to lift, just, just to get in the weight room, you know, and I don't know if you know, Pat, but we moved, we had our uh, infectious disease people come from the hospital and looked at the weight room in the, in the stadium, right? The South end zone stadium. And he comes in and says, well, we could probably get five or six people lifted (laughs) at a time, you know, and our football groups are, you know, I don't, I don't know how many are in a group, 30. Yeah. So we're, so we're saying, well, this isn't going to work. So we moved the entire weight room into the indoor practice facility at football. Okay. So that's where the weight room was um, predominantly the whole fall. Um, Cause we could open up the garage doors. I don't know if you've been into that facility yet, Pat, but it's basically like an outdoor area. Um, so, you know, getting them back on that first day to lift felt like it was a, it was a Herculean accomplishment, just getting right. them back on campus. But it, it, from there, it just, it, you know, it went into how are we going to practice? How are we going to meet uh, the testing protocols, um, locker rooms? And then you get into, okay, when you travel, how are you going to do buses? You know, we had three buses in Indianapolis, Pat. Wow. For, for our team, same amount of people that we used to go yeah. on one, you know, and we had, we had three, uh, had like 11 people on a bus. Um, so everything was completely different, but, and that's just the way you had to think. Um, uh, we never, you know, our guys didn't get in the locker room all year. That, that's an, that's what? another deal. Yeah. They, uh, we had chairs sat up out on the floor, um, you know, socially distanced, uh, that where they would, they would come, the managers would have their straps, you know, just same, same stuff you did but they'd have to go in like to the bathroom one at a time and change. And, uh, but so just, how would they just shower? Think, like after practice, one guy could shower at a time. And... One, yeah. One guy could shower or they would just change clothes and go home. Yeah. Um, I mean, just think of the camaraderie that you build up in the locker room and athletics, yeah. you know, and that's, they didn't have that. And that's something that, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up. So not players, but a lot of fans, uh, me, as well I had no idea you guys didn't have access to the locker room that is the place where there's so much connection and uh laughs and conversations and just all types of camaraderie but there's so many other things that um we don't as fans don't get we just see the results on the on the court and people can be very critical and not understanding like like hey they're student athletes like they come to college yes basketball is part of it but they're still human beings that need to socialize and connect and live their lives. Like, you know, tell me how that's been, you know, how'd you guys handle that? I know coach White mentioned that um, before you guys were able to start weightlifting um, that there was a lot of zoom conversations, a lot of zoom connection, just trying to keep it fresh, trying to do something different to stay connected with each other, but go ahead and get into that a little bit. Yeah, we, we were doing zoom calls all of, basically all of May, June, and July before they got back. They got back there at the end of uh, end of July. We were actually going to bring them back at the end of June, but Gainesville got smashed with, uh, with positives. Oh, so wow. we said uh, we didn't want to bring those guys back into this environment with the, with the uh, 
the rate of, of positives was increasing so fast. We just didn't think it was the right thing to do for, for the kids. Um, so we brought them back in July, but we Zoomed. Shoo, that's a lot of Zooms, Pat. <laughs> a lot of Zooms in June and July. Um, and then even we did a few, even when they got back, just to try to be safe. Um, but you're, you're 100% right, Pat, on the, uh, uh, on, on the, the mental well-being for these guys. It was really tough, you know, and, and I don't know if I ever talked to you about it, but we had, we had a guy that put, was put in quarantine because of contact tracing four different times. So he was in a hotel. Well, I know twice, two of his quarantines were for 14 days in a hotel. Um, and then later on, you know, with, uh, the SEC put a task force in place to kind of, uh, put some rules down. So we, that ended up being changed to seven days, okay. um, later in, later in the uh, season with, with increased testing. So he was actually, what's that 28 and 14. So 42 days, he like, he's not getting back <laughs> of, 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 with just no, oh my no interaction with, with the outside world. So. Like, you know, like it, in the hotel room. In a hotel. Can't, yeah. can't open your door. Can't leave you. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guys were positive. They had 10 days of isolation. And it was, uh, it, it was a really, it's a really, it's been a really tough time. Now, is that an excuse? No, but it's, it's been tough for everyone. It's been right. tough for everybody that's, that's tried to, uh, to play athletics during a pandemic. Yeah. But you know what? They've done a heck of a job. And, people put in a lot of work to uh yeah. to make this thing possible so um it, it's funny because guys all the time say well these guys want to play they want to play and I, you know they do want to play but i'm not so sure they're happy about playing when yeah. they don't have a locker room and yeah. they're testing you know three to four times a week we just got done testing 20 straight days um and again they're young they're young you know, and they're not, they're not pros. They're not 35 year old men like the NBA. These guys are still young, young men. And it's uh it was a tough deal and they, and they handled it really, you know, really well. It, gosh, it's, it's, that's profound Duke. Like uh, I couldn't imagine, um, you know, I, I had to quarantine for 21 days myself when I was in Israel and yeah, I was, <laughs> it was so funny. I would say it was funny, but you know, I was getting so uh, isolated and alone. They would come and drop food off for me like once a day. You know, the guy would come knock on my door, drop it. I'd go out. I was like, don't leave. Wait, talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can talk yeah. through the window. Don't yeah. leave me, please. That's great. That's great. And then, you know, we would do Zooms with those guys in quarantine. And it's, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same as having human, human interaction with another person right there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I told the team a bunch this year, like, uh, let's make the most of this because yeah. you will never, ever forget where you were at during the pandemic. I mean, they're going to be talking about this, you know, and right. forever. And you guys are let's make the most of it with with, uh, with with your with your brothers on the team and with the staff and the experience that we can still have. Let's, let's make the most of this. Looking through, you know, this whole 2020, 2020, 2021 season, you know, what's the. The, the not to say the moral of the story, but what's something that you can you can look back because there's not I, I read this nice quote. There's not every day might not be good, but there is something good we can find in every day. And this might not have been a quote unquote good year, but there's something good that we can hang on to and look back at this year and say, 
you know, if, if this didn't happen, we wouldn't have had this perspective or whatever it may be. Yep. No, you know what, Pat, I think, I think this year has been as good of a learning, uh, a learning tool for life for, for these guys than anything that ever could have happened. Like we, we talk all the time about um, it's not always going to go your way and, and you're not always going to get what you want to get out of it. And, but that's okay. That's, that's, that, that is learning. Uh, those are just examples of what life's going to be like, you know, and, and I'm telling you, if there, there was ever a year where you got a lot of life lessons, it was this, it was this past year. You, you, you know, the players that were here last year at the tournament, they got the tournament taken away. Yeah. And then you, then you're going home for three or four months. Some of them couldn't get in the gym. Some of them couldn't get in the weight rooms, depending on where they lived, you know? And uh, it, it's just, it's an incredible learning experience. If, if you look at it the right way and you, you can grow from it and you should get, you should get stronger from it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's my hopes for, for this, for this team and this group of guys is yeah. that they're going to take this and, uh, you know, and, and I've heard you say it a lot, Pat, what about just the gratitude of, yeah. of normal life that you should have now and what you probably took for granted? Like what, when would you ever expect to come to a school like Florida and not have a locker room? Not have that's, a locker not even, room. that's not even something that would have ever even no. crossed my mind in my entire life. No, you know, we, they, they, they just, we didn't allow that, you know, and, and through the hospital and we just didn't, we didn't want to put guys in there for long periods of time and, and close contact and, and, and in our school and our administrators and the hospital really, uh, they really wanted to do everything we could to keep, keep everyone yeah. safe. And yeah. so that's what we did. Speaking of, you know, one more question that I guess get onto this year. Um, and then, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll dive in. I want to dive into you, your career, your journey, uh, the stories you have, the, you know, the things that, that has changed through, through medicine <laughs> that you've seen. Um, speaking of gratitude and inspiration, um, Keontae and his family, Obviously, uh, no need to get into any details, but, um, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy time, crazy, uh, whatever you want to call that, that happened. And just the way, you know, thank God, thank the, thank the Lord, first off, that he's, he's with us, he's doing well, uh, but he has been such an inspiration. Um, and I'm sure there has been such a level of gratitude when we look at the things that actually really matter. Um, of course, we all pray and I, you know, I pray that he will be able to play Oh, and get be, be cleared one day. I have no idea. And we, we, who knows? But the fact that he's alive, he's doing, he's doing well. I was so just so thankful. And to see him use his platform to stay, stay around the team, to be encouraging to the guys, um, just so such a, a light, uh, you know, a great kid and just taking that platform and just the blessing of still being alive and just using it to be an inspiration. I'm so I'm so proud of him and so thankful that, um, you know, just the way, the way things are and the way that him and his family have, have handled everything to the best of their ability. Yeah. You know what, Pat, that was obviously uh, probably the toughest time of, of my 27 years um, having to deal with that and, ha and having to, to help, you know, key and his family get through that. Um, he, he is, you know, if, if, if you were playing right now, you would say, man, I love this guy. Like, like 
he is the ultimate teammate. He's the uh, he's just he's a great great human being. And you know it it, it was uh, it was it was tough. It was tough, and yeah. it it really uh, I'll never forget the conversations uh, once we got back to Gainesville. The conversations I was having with our team, you know, like really we didn't know, you know, or they didn't know everything that was going on. So I was kind of. I was in the hospital there that whole time with Key, and then I was coming back, and we'd circled up out in the gym and try to process what was going on and, and talking to the team. And um, it was uh, it was a hard, hard, hard time for all of us that were involved. Um, but like you said, you know, thank the Lord, He's going to be fine. He's healthy. He's having great checkups. Awesome. Uh, he has kept an, uh, an unbelievable. Uh, positive attitude during this and I know all all the Gator fans and people across the country have seen him on the bench cheering coaching uh and, and that's not an act like he's doing that in, in in the practice floor when there's no cameras and he's doing that at home you know with his roommates uh he, he's a tremendous human but you know what Pat like I, I and I don't a lot of people haven't talked about this but because they're not they're not Keontae and they're not the player, but the amount of respect that I have gained from, from his mom and dad, from his grandmother, uh, from his, uh, uncle, uncle Q, um, these, these guys were, you know, they were in the town, they were, they were at the hospital in Tallahassee right away. Um, his mom never left his, the bed, you know, until, uh, really, three or four days after they got back into Gainesville, after he was actually even doing good, would she even leave to go take a shower? And, um, but you see the love of a family and then you see why key is like, you know, yeah. like he is. Um, so, so their strength in, in that ad adversity is, you know, first and foremost, I just wanted him to be fine. Yeah. But boy, the, what I have learned from that family of, of going through something like this is it's been tremendous. Yeah, yeah, I can. It, it's it's been a complete um, inspiration for me, and just I, I pray that everyone uh, doesn't waste just thinking about his career and just thinking about his life and the way he's used his platform. Just the first thing when he sent that video out of just the gratitude that he has, uh, thanking God for life. You just he's gonna whether he plays basketball again or not, he's going to do tremendous things with his life. Yeah. He's going yeah, there's to, absolutely there's no, with, no with, question. Uh, no no, no question. question. He he is uh and 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 I would have said this if this didn't happen. <laughs> right. You <laughs> yeah. know, everybody now everybody wants to say nice things. He people were saying this before before the accident. And um he's just he's just one of those guys, man. He's one of yeah. those guys. Uh, a terrific human, a terrific player. He's worked for everything that he's yeah. gotten um first in the gym last to leave i don't know if you've seen if you if you guys were watching it looks so easy man i was like yeah, yeah, no. he's a tremendous athlete but i don't know if people, when when tyree appleby got got hit in the head there against virginia tech and had a laceration and you know we took him in I, i'm i'm looking at him and all of a sudden i look over and it's freaking keontes <laughs> he's on the floor so me and keontes are walking him off back to the locker room for our doctors to to see him but that's that's key like i don't even know how key got out there on the floor but you know I, you know he and i are walking him 
back to the locker room. But that that's just the uh, that's the type of guy he is and the yeah. type of teammate he is. Uh, you know, what whatever he does, he's going to be successful. Yeah. Duke, speaking of, you know, players that you've seen in your 17 years of being at Florida, obviously you've seen a lot of guys come through. You've seen a lot of guys up and down, adversity, whatever it may be, highs and lows, winning, losing. You know, what are some things that you have seen that have separated the good from the great or the guys that can figure it out? You know, if there, if you can narrow it down to a few, I don't know, however you want to do it, do it, some characteristics or just uh, something that you saw innate in them or if it was just their coachability, what were some things that you saw that, even if they were on a losing team, there can be a guy that's on a losing team that still has those characteristics and is st still going on to do great things. You know, what are, what are some of those things that you saw? Yeah, you know, this is funny because we were just talking about this. There, there's, and we have had a lot of great players and um, a lot of guys that have gone on, um, you know, to the NBA. Um, and, and we've had a lot of great teams. Um, the, the, the things that I the two things that I have seen um, are, are players that have, that have the attitude of instead of what the university of Florida can do for me is what can I do for the university of Florida? Yes. Um, and I, and I know people probably get tired of me saying this, but that was your class and Joe and Al and those guys were the great best examples. And there are, there are reasons why you guys why those teams were the best in the country <laughs> you know it wasn't it was just it you it was selfless right it was it was selfless uh every day wanting the best for each other and, and the best for the team and you can get into personal characteristics of work and all that but like if you don't work you're not going to be great that like there, you that's, have like no the base, that's like the baseline level for yeah. anything. If, if yeah. Anything that you want to succeed with in life, the work hard work is like. <laughs> yeah, if you don't you do that, the door, that's, you're not going to work such hard. Such a stupid thing for people to say because if you don't work hard, you're you you have no chance. <laughs> you have no chance. But you know, I look at it as far as when you're working with a team or working within a within our athletic association or working within a business, you, you have to be selfless and you have to be able to show what you can bring for the betterment of the organization. And, you know, you, 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 you weren't here with Joe and Al and those guys, but they were the same. Like yeah. we, you could go anywhere on campus at any part of the year and you and Will were at a, a freaking volleyball game or a lacrosse game yep. or, or Scotty and Casey, you, you know what I mean? You guys were, you guys and Joe and Al and all those guys did the same thing. They did the same thing. But it wasn't all about you. Like it, it was, no. you guys had this global wisdom of what can I do to help the University of Florida? And, and you didn't know it at the time, but you, you guys just being there at some of our women athletics or even some of our other games, that, meant, that means a lot to them, yeah. you know? And, that, and that's, that's what I want. And that's what Florida is about. And that's what I want Florida to be about. But the teams that do that always tend to be the most successful because it's not all about themselves. We and Will and I freaking love lacrosse. Yeah, it was no, crazy. I know. It was crazy. We, I mean, we had so many friends, and we're like, man, we need to just go. We need to go support. And 
like he I didn't really like I didn't have anything against women's soccer I, at first I just didn't like soccer until Will really introduced me and showed me how beautiful the game is and I was like dang we got to go watch some games and then having those friendships with the girls and the volleyball players and whatever it may be you know we we realized this it's no it shouldn't be any type of uh tension between we're all gators I want to see as you were saying it's not not a surprise to me even though you know the year ended short that baseball was number one that yep. gymnastics was number one that softball has been like it across the board I don't know if there's any program that just like across you know in every program it's always like top 10 just about in every sport right right like why would yeah, you, why I, would you but... not want to go support it's like you might not get this top level anywhere else and for free because of college students so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't think you guys understood how important that was to those other sports as well. And you may, and, and, I, and I don't think you guys were probably doing it. To, you guys were doing it for, to support them as friends and fellow students and, and you knew them. But I guarantee at that point in time, those athletes, man, you know, yeah. these guys are here watching all of our games. That's awesome. Yeah. That was and cool. I'll, I'll never forget when we, uh, it must have been when we in 07 when we won the second championship. They were given football. The football team was out at halftime, and they were giving them the national championship trophy. And they were still finishing up. And as our players ran back out onto the floor for the second half, it was it just became like this hype fest. Yeah, like th those two teams they 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 really they really enjoyed each other, and and they they were friends, and they they rooted for each other and cheered for each other. There's no wonder they both won national championships. You know, like people don't understand what goes into winning all the time. But if, if you don't have a, a level of, of selflessness and sacrifice, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, happen. absolutely. Duke, I want to dive into you a little bit um, for the fans. And for me, some stuff that I don't know that you can you can fill me in on. First off, where are you from and how did where are you from? What was your journey? You know, what sports did you play and how did you get on the path of athletic training? Yeah, well, I grew up in a really, really small town in Indiana. Uh, okay. It's called For Sales, Indiana. Population 1900, Pat. And <laughs> uh, the great thing about it's good now that the, the big dance is in Indianapolis and they're talking about basketball in Indiana. But our gym held 2000. So the gym held more. <laughs> the gym held more than the population of our town. So obviously basketball was. Uh, was a huge part of everybody's life growing up there in Indiana. Um, so I played basketball. I played baseball. Um, I, I, I wasn't very good. I like to tell you guys that I was, but I wasn't. I sucked. Um, but I wanted to stay a part of athletics. I wanted to be involved in, 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 in athletics and in sports. The I love the competitiveness. I love to win. I hate to lose. How can I do that? I know I'm not going to be able to play. So we actually had a couple people from my town who out of that small town, one guy is now the head athletic trainer for the Baltimore Orioles. And then the one guy had just retired not long ago. He was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so it was kind of uh, being a small town. There were some pretty, pretty good jobs that these guys were getting, obviously. And, and I knew them because everybody in town knows each other. And I talked to them and, uh, Ended up going to Eastern Kentucky University, who uh, at that time had a really good program for athletic training. Um, and then I just kind of got there. I've never done it before and got there and fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, I got a job in minor league baseball with the Orioles. A year later, I was the youngest 
athletic trainer and professional baseball at 19 years old. Man. 19 years old. No. <laughs> they don't even do that now. I can't believe they did it. Did. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um, but uh, uh, that was in 1988 or 89. But anyway, uh, I, I, just, I just loved it. I loved sports. I love helping people. There's nothing I love more than talking with you guys in my office yeah. and, and yeah. hanging out. Oh, yeah. And, and I, that, that's, it's, it's, uh, this year was so hard that it was the first year, Pat, that I ever felt like I was actually going to work. That's how tough mm. this year has been. Wow. Because it's never, it's never been a job for me because I have so much fun. And uh, I just remember how much, how often, like my freshman year, you still, you still got the old iPod? <laughs> I do, but I, <laughs> I can't get it to play anymore for size. Still have it I mean, it's, door, it's, from, it's from like 2001, so I can I can get why it might not work anymore. <laughs> but Duke, Duke guys, he he would always play. Uh, it's tricky uh, by Run DMC for us every day. Just before, not every day, but some of those songs. Uh, and it was just the dancing, Vern, and just the oh, yeah. atmosphere. It was it was awesome. Baby got back. Casey Prather used to sing the uh, dance to Baby Got Back. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So we did baby. that for Tank to get you guys excited to get in there. And it was, uh, I still, I, Pat, I still think about that all the time of how funny all that was. It was just so funny and so fun. And uh, it, it was great times. <laughs> I, I have a, an interesting question. So you've been, you've been in the total, total as far as being an athletic trainer. How many years? Is it 27 years? At Florida? Uh, uh, 27 years at Florida. So uh, let's see, uh, 30. 32, I think, 31 or 32. Okay. Around there. Yep. So, you know, I, one random thing. I've noticed, we've noticed Coach Donovan's ankles, that he has, he has no, he has no hair on his ankles because back in the day, there was no pre, pre-wrap. And right. just rip, rip, rip. And I wonder, um, you know, through the, those 33 years, what are some other things that you look back at now? You're just like, oh man, I can't believe we used to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the biggest one, and it's not even close, is how we manage concussions. Mm. Um, you know, and I don't even know if we were doing it as quite like we are now than when you were here, but the amount of baseline testing that we do, uh, I mean, it is a huge deal. And it used to be basically, hey, Pat, you know, how many fingers, <laughs> how many fingers do I have up? And that's, and that's how, but it, that's how that's, it was more than that, obviously. But it wasn't like it is now, um, and, and thank goodness because of of what you know what people have seen with head injuries, and it's right. the one hundred percent right way to do it, and uh, it's so much better, and it's so much better for the players and their long term health. But that, by far and away, is the biggest difference of how things have been have changed in a recently short period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, they used to Pat. I know you, you you've had this, but you know, back in the day when I first started, they were still, you had an ACL, they would put you in a cast from yeah all the way up to your hip, you know, and you'd come yeah. out and your leg would be tiny and just the, just the advances in, in sports medicine yeah. since I've been doing it is, yeah. it is remarkable. Um, and, and, and just how much smarter we are about holding guys out and, uh, not feeling like you, you know, you have to, you, you have to practice every day, no matter what right. you have, you know, and, and a guy, if you give a guy a day off, you know, you may, you may help him from missing three days next week or, or yeah. whatever, 
and we're, we're just so much smarter. Um, you know, so I only missed it, one practice in four years. I know, I know you I guys remember, were, it was, I, I was just having some bad tendonitis and I couldn't move. And coach Donna was like, do get him not, you know, yeah. do get him out of here, but yeah. you know, help him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I know, but you know, there is a level of toughness too. You know, right. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't practice. I'm just yeah. saying when there are issues that you, that a day would really help you or two days would help you, then, yeah. uh, then, then we need to do that. Coach, you guys did, you know, coach was unbelievable about giving days off. And, um, you know, I don't know if you remember going into the NCAA tournaments, we'd always give, you know, two days off there after the SEC tournament, yep. preparing and get your bodies right. And, 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 and big Brad and you know massage therapy every day and yeah shout we, out we, to Brad yeah yeah no he's the best he's still doing it um, so I think we were I, I think we did a really good job of putting your your you guys' health care you know yeah. first I mean some of the things that I can remember that were just crazy I remember my freshman year when Chandler Parsons got a knee from Alex Tyus on a rebound yep. and his in the in his IT band his leg was the, like, yeah was like the size of an elephant i know it was unbelievable unbelievable three three times the size of his other leg yeah i know oh i know that was a bad one that was a bad one usually one, you know every usually somebody gets hit in the thigh every day you know yeah you know and but that one just hit him right and man it was bad it was a bad, one. bad and i i just i remember the toughness of michael frazier when um braxton Aboise. So his knee caught Frazier in the shin yeah, and he, he was like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if this, you know, I'm saying my own word. I don't know if it was wise or not, but he was like, I don't even want to get x-rayed because he was, yeah. he was screaming in pain and he was yeah. like, I'm going to just ice it and just keep going. But I guarantee he had a little lump on his leg. He probably yeah. still has that to his day. Yeah. He got, he got an x-ray back. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> <laughs> don't let him fool you. Uh, but it was good. It was, it was fine. Um, but he did get that, he got to add that big bump there. So, but you know, that's another thing people don't realize of the amount of what you guys go through. You know, it drives me nuts when, fan, you know, I shouldn't say it, but I hate it when fans boo. I, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind when fans get mad because you lose. Cause they, they, they want to win and nobody wants to win more than the people in the building. Right. So, right. and I get it, but don't boo these guys for what they go through every day and right. the injuries that you guys deal with and the rehab. And I mean, look what Casey Prather, everybody thought, wow, what happened to Casey Prather? Why was he so good his senior year? Well, he would have been good earlier, but he was never healthy. Like yeah. he had, he had legitimate issues that he couldn't stay on the floor. And he had um, like three concussions that are like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was finally, he was finally healthy his senior year. And, um, you know, he did what he did, but, but what you guys do and the sacrifices you make as, as student athletes is, yeah. I wish everybody, I wish everybody could follow you all around 24 seven with the camera yeah. and see what you guys actually do. Don't, don't let them fool you. All, all our decisions weren't good ones, <laughs> <laughs> but most of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not 24 seven, maybe, maybe like 20, 20. Yeah, let's, yeah let's go uh, 15. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we were speaking about it a little bit earlier. Um, about like life lessons that we we get to dive into on these episodes you know as being an athletic trainer for so long what are some things that you would like high school players or parents that might get a chance to listen to these things get an understanding of 
that balance between toughness and rest and taking care of their bodies and just just not overdoing it. Because I know you, I mean, when I was when I had to get surgery with Dr. Andrews, one of his things that he he wanted people to get was like, re- like there's not enough rest being circulated for these players in their bodies. Yes, you might feel good when you're young, but you know, when you get older, you're not going to be able to just walk in the door, walk on the court, I'm ready to go. That's you right. know, and it's the, 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 as if you don't treat your body as well as you should, as, as like your business, as a lot of people say, the business is going to start to deteriorate and not be able to perform as well. So that's why you see a guy like LeBron James being more than willing to spend a million dollars in things to help his body. And he's what, 35 years old, still on the top of his game. So what are some things that you would like to give to for advice for younger players and maybe some parents that are kind of trying to figure that out? Yeah, my one advice, Pat, and, I, and I'm not one to say not to play and, and you don't, you know, not to work as hard. I think the biggest problem our athletes are having now, and I think it's really the reason why there are so many more injuries, is I do not like when, when younger athletes and high school athletes specialize in one sport. Mm, yeah. I, 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 think it's a, uh, I think it's a real problem with development. I think you, you don't recruit. You know, you play baseball. Just think of, of the differences playing baseball is versus playing basketball or, or football versus basketball or track or there, you, 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 there are different motor patterns that are developed in different sports. And I, and I, don't, think, uh, I don't think kids are, are getting that now because yeah. of, of the specialization in, in sport at an early age. Yeah. Um, and if there's one thing I could tell everyone and all parents is, man, let your kids play. Let your kids play other sports if that's what they want to do. Yeah. You know, it, it, no, nobody was an NBA player in the seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you will become a better basketball player if you were to play baseball or track or soccer. Or soccer. Or, I wish I would yeah. play a little bit of soccer, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. That would have been... You know, there, there's balance, there's footwork, there's so many things that you can get from other sports that you're not getting in basketball that uh, will really will make you a better basketball player by playing another sport. And that, that's that's the one thing, uh, you know, just being smart, just being smart with 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 what you do in your body. And um, but, you know, I, 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 I don't think guys take enough time off after the season. I've always had that issue and I still yeah. fight it here. You know, you want to get right back into the weight room or you want to get right back into individuals. You know, you, you, you've just gone since last June and July as far as you can go. You, yeah. get, you got to recover at some point. Right. And That's what uh, I loved about one thing I admired about Tim Duncan. Uh, he was a swimmer. He would yeah. he would spend so much time in the summer just swimming, keeping his body moving. No no, uh, uh, you know, extra weight on his joints and being able to stay in shape and, and loose. And I was like, you know, there, there's one thing I really wanted to emulate was was his ability as a professional to find something else that he enjoyed doing to stay yep. to stay mobile and not get burnt because you get you can get burnt out from it. Just that's right. Going that's to right. the gym and, and same thing every single day. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a great point too, Pat, because people would say, oh, well, he's going to swim. He's probably gotten all the shoulder strength. But and to be honest with you, there's not, there's not a better sport for for core strength than swimming. I mean, if you ever see these guys' abs and, and, and their backs, you know what I mean, these swimmers? Yeah. 
and, and, and as we've all, we all know now, just the, the amount of core strength and balance it takes to be a good player, even for a big to stay on the, on the block without getting pushed off, you know, that's yeah. all core and, and, and legs and, and butt. And, and, and you get that, you get that from swimming. Yeah. Nobody ever think that, but that's why I'm saying like, do, do other things will make you a, if you do other sports, you're, the sport you really want to play will get better. Yeah. Dude, I got a few more good ones for you. Um, Cause I, you know, and it's crazy doing this podcast. Um, there's so many questions that I write down and I ask, I'm like, dang, I wish I, why did I not think about ever asking this stuff? Not all of them, all of them, but some of them are like, why didn't I think about asking these questions when I was getting recruited or like, just like more in depth. I just didn't know the questions to ask. Like, I want to ask you right now, you know, when you, how did it happen? You first off going from baseball, 10 years in baseball to basketball, you know, how, how did that transition happen first? Cause obviously you said basketball was in your heart, Indiana sports you always love, but you, you know, you got your start through baseball, you know, but how, how did that transition happen first off? Yeah. Basketball was always my first love Pat, but, to be honest with you, after I got out of grad school, I just wanted a job. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the baseball job at Florida was open, and uh, I knew I knew the reputation of, of the university and and how great it was, and 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 just an opportunity to be at Florida in any capacity, I, I was willing to do. So, interviewed, got the job with baseball. Um, they had they had an athletic trainer with basketball, so there wasn't an opening. Um, he left, and and I just immediately. I immediately jumped on it, and uh, I still remember uh, up there talking to, to, to Coach Nottam and kind of interviewing with him and telling him about myself. And uh, years later, I, he told me a story because uh, his wife Christine popped in there during the interview for for just a few minutes of it. And Billy told me, "said You sure he can work basketball? He sure seems awful country." <laughs> and I said. <laughs> and this was like we just well, after the fact we just won two championships and three straight secs and and i say yeah and uh and uh but uh but yeah i i talked to him and kind of interviewed and had a lot of former baseball players that had kind of made it to, to major league baseball i i i wanted those guys to call and kind of yeah. talk to him about what i was about you know with you guys in the training room and um i got the job i got the job and uh that's what i always wanted to do you yeah. know i i I got to Florida because, I, like I said, I wanted to. I, I needed a job and I wanted to work there. Um, but then I kind of got to Florida. I didn't want to leave Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I right. had opportunities maybe to get basketball jobs at other places, but I just liked it so much in Gainesville that, that I didn't yeah. leave. And then, thank goodness, you know, my first day was the same day the, Joe and all those guys showed up on campus. So really, yeah, we had the exact same starting day with with. Uh, I started physicals you know, summer physicals, that was the, that was the, when Torian and Corey and those guys popped in. So we, our first day was the same. <laughs> Pretty good class. I've been, to chase, I've been trying to chase Torian Green to get on this podcast for like almost since the beginning. He, he's going to get on. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Time. He'll get on. He'll, he'll get on. <laughs> but you know, uh, you, you, I hope you give, give me a long winded answer on this. Um, your tenure with coach Donovan, you know, from beginning to the end, first off, you know, you, cause obviously you didn't know him too well, you know, knew him from Marshall in the beginning, you got a chance, you know, what were your first impressions of him and then forming a relationship with him and then, you know, seeing how he carried himself as a coach and as a man and how he did his things. And, you know, how, 
there's so many things to dive into that. I guess we can, but just just talk about all the you know just your time from the beginning with Coach Donovan to winning championships to all of that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I was always a big fan because I went to all the basketball games when I was at baseball. So, you know, when I first got here, Lon Kruger was still coaching. Um, you know, they had just came off the Final Four when when I uh, when I got the job. So, um, watched a couple years with him, and then uh, you know when they hired hired Coach D. You know, my initial impression was, I don't know if you've seen the pictures when he first got here, but he really had that gel going and that was, he had that hair greased back and he looked like he was about 22 <laughs> years old. And I went to the games. I go, man, this guy's a maniac. <laughs> he's, he's running around. I mean, the guy was 30, 30 years old when he was a head coach. Dang. And uh, I go, I, you know, he, he, this guy's nuts. Um, but uh, I just really wanted to do basketball. And then when I met with him, and, and we kind of got going there. We really, our, our thoughts and ideas of, of, of basketball and what make, goes into winning were exactly the same. It, yeah. it was crazy. Um, and, and it's weird because he's from, he's from um, Long Island, you know, huge city. I'm from a freaking cornfield. Um, but but our thoughts were always very, uh, very together on uh, yeah. of what we thought, you know, would help would help the team. And there were a lot of times where, you know, we had uh, you don't know this, but you guys would come in and tape and do some things treatment. And before we ever started practice, he'd ask, go, oh, how's the team today? And yeah. I would say, well, Pat's a little grumpy today. <laughs> hey, 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 I don't know what's going on with Scotty. You probably and, told him that Will. a lot. Yeah, and, Will, and you know will you know will i don't know what will's thinking you know but every single day before we ever stretched he got he got the thoughts yeah of, of how you guys were going into practice and and then he would he would coach off of those of, of, yeah. of where you guys were that day because you know we're all going to have bad days right we're all going to have good days we're all going to have bad days and he he would take that information and, and maybe tailor it to how he would coach you that day that's, that's awesome yeah. Yeah. So we did that all the time. You know, a lot of the stuff, the motivation stuff we came up with, with the bricks and the, uh, the bricks you know, the, the bricks and the diamonds. Remember building the diamond ring one diamond at a time. Do you remember that one? I don't remember that one. Yeah. Every, every SEC win, we would take a fake diamond and put in the, in the little bottle to build a championship ring. Okay. That was probably your freshman or sophomore. You were younger then. Um, but we had something every year, some kind of theme that we were doing. So we'd always come up with, with that stuff and um it was always it was always great because he was always he was always pushing the limit right yeah. like you know how you know he he was he was not going to not allow you to be a great player yeah. like he was he was going to do whatever it took and i'm sure it probably drove you crazy sometimes the amount of meetings you had and um but he was he was not going to let you fail and i have i have a real i i just have so much respect for him and yeah we still talk all the time. We're still great friends. And, um, yeah. you know, he, he's a really good friend of mine. When, when was the first time you guys figured out how much you love fishing together? <laughs> uh, and you went, do you remember the first I time? I always did. I always went? did. Um, and then I knew he kind of liked to go here and there, but I don't think he ever really had anybody to go with. And I knew a bunch of guys over there on, on the coast that had boats and, uh, either Cedar Key or Swanee over there. And, and, uh, I think he just wanted an opportunity to go and we started going and met more different people. And it, it just kind of 
you know, we were going all the time there for a while. <laughs> you know, if you, if you look back at the 07 championship celebration at the O-Dome, look how sunburned his face is. <laughs> we, were, we, went, we, went, we went fishing that entire day. His face is so sunburned. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. I don't know how long, 12, 13 years, I guess we were together. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a great run. And, yeah. uh, you know, we had great, great players. And uh, good player, like good people that just made it enjoyable and made it yeah. fun. And, uh, there, was, there was not a lot of bad days, I'm telling you. There was not oh, a lot of bad no. days. I mean, it's a lot of really good days as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of wins, a lot of rings. Um, you know, people, Pat, like people were asking me, like, man, how's it feel? That's going to suck losing to Oral Roberts or you're losing, you know, this or that. I said, you know, it doesn't suck as bad as, you know, losing in the Final Four or – losing in three straight elite like there's only one team that's happy at the end of the year yeah exactly <laughs> you know exactly. there's one team that's happy and you guys won 30 in a row and i remember being in the locker room i mean there's guys crying and people upset like it was tough that's really hard um and it's it, it's it's hard for everyone except one team right yeah. at the end of the year there's one team that wins and the rest of them, everybody else is not happy i'm not threatening anybody Maybe I am, but if Kentucky would have won the championship that year, oh, yeah. dude, man, that'd be a tough one to swallow. If they would have won, we we knew them like they were our little, they're like our son. Like, <laughs> yeah, kid, you're like on the Fisher Price, the thing they can score, just swatting that thing out that's of the right. way, that's and right. then they make it to the championship game. Thank you, UConn. You know, that's... <laughs> I'm with you there, bro. I'm with you. Oh man, uh, you know. Gosh, dude, I, this is this is even better than I thought <laughs> when I envisioned the conversation. So, Duke, um, regarding all of that, you know, your your time with Coach Donovan around the time when he, it seemed like, you know, the birds were chirping that he might, I didn't think that he was going to leave, um, but it did seem as though things aligned in a way that, um, you know, he had accomplished so much. I mean, he, I had him on the first episode of the podcast and he, he just felt like the timing was right that he experienced almost everything you could in college basketball. And I'm sure it was very difficult for him. Um, but, you know, regarding his process of, of leaving, did you have any idea? Was it like, did you think, you know, how much did he tell you along those lines when he took that leap and going, went on to the Oklahoma city thunder? Well, let's talk about the first, the first time when he, with the magic, Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's so, take it back there first. <laughs> so he was going to, he was going to, uh, well, he actually did take the job in 07 uh, after that second championship with, with Orlando. And he had offered, you know, he'd offered me the job there to come down with him. And to be honest with you, I hadn't made up my mind yet before he changed, he changed his mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of got out of that one. Uh, so I stay. I stayed. You know, we stayed there together at Florida. And then, to, to be honest with you, I didn't know the uh, the Thunder deal was coming. I, I did have a little inkling there might there might be something going on. Uh, you know, with with uh, with Mark and with Oliver leaving. You know, the mm -hmm. year before, and uh, and Sam Presti had had been to some games that year. You know, looking at some guys, and he's probably looking at uh, looking at the coach too. Um, you know, he told me, he told me that they were coming in and they were going to meet over there in Jacksonville, um, you know, to talk about it. Um, 
and then you know they had some meetings there over two or three days and and called me and said he was he was taking it you know yeah. and uh, uh obviously it was a uh, it was a sad day for for the gator nation um right. it was a sad day for me because i enjoyed working with him so much and uh just the friendship we had developed over the years um but at that time i you know he didn't say anything about going you know with me going out there and, and by that time my kids had had gotten older and 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 i'm pretty deeply rooted now here in gainesville so right. um this this will this will probably be it for me yeah how so, are the kids doing by the way yeah they're doing great Colin. Big Colts in the uh, 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 fifth grade goes to middle school next year, Pat. Wow, uh, stop it. Yeah, he still has some pictures uh, you won't remember because everybody in America wanted a picture with you, but he had a picture with you and Will there in the airport uh, coming back from Dallas after the Final Four that he still yeah. has in his room. So uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so when – okay, so Coach Donovan ends up leaving. I think he left after the 14, – yeah, 14-15 season was his last year. Um, because I remember Dodo was still there and Casey Hill. I think that was Casey Hill yep. last year and Shioza was coming in. Um, you know, did you have, when, uh, did you know anything about Coach White at all in a sense before? I mean, he was at Ole Miss. So you, of course, you've seen him as an assistant and, and other things like that. But did you know anything about him before he came into uh, to UF? You know, uh, actually, Pat, I've, uh, Jeremy Foley put me on the search committee um, for wow. that job. So I was, I was in all the meetings with, with Jeremy and, and some other, some other people that he put together on the, on the, for that committee. So, um, you know, I, I definitely knew of him as an assistant. I actually remember when he played there, um, he's a really good player. Um, and then I had seen some of his law, uh, law tech teams, you know, they went in and beat Florida state uh, one year and they had beaten Texas A&M, I think a couple times. So, I knew about him. I didn't know him. Um, but, you know, during the process, obviously during the hiring, uh, hiring process, I got to know him there. Such humility from, you know, I got a chance when Coach White was, uh, I think it was maybe his second year, first or second year, and I was at the Alumni Center or Alumni Association across the street on University. Can't even find the words right now. But I was there, and he was just talking about his whole process and just – the humility, the, the gratitude, like, he, you know, when, when Coach Jeremy Foley told him like the job was his, he was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> just like, absolutely. I, I love it. And um, when I had him on, because I, I, I don't know if he gets enough credit in the sense of like knowing like you deserve to be there 100%. Like that is like, cause you know, at some, at the beginning, it's like a lot of humility of like, and gratitude for it but at some point it's like it's your program now you know this is it's no surprise that you should be there uh did, as being as being you know the athletic trainer did you see that transition of him of like from the you know trying to find my bearings to like you know this is my program now and I'm going to lead it or was it was it from the get-go just that same that same thing because you know my interaction with coach white he just seemed like such an everyday guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and every yeah, day, you know, that energy yeah. level, the positivity, uh, just his mindset. You know, I don't know. You, you, I've only seen practice a few times. You've seen, you know, thousand times more practice than I've, I've seen. So you know better than I do. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, I, I actually, I was with, I was with Jeremy and a couple others when we flew into 
to uh, Louisiana Tech there and, and, and kind of interviewed him there at his house. So, um, you know, that, that story you just said is absolutely true. And That's Jeremy awesome. actually said, you do not even want to look at the contract or talk to your agent or anything. And he just said, yes, I want to be at Florida. And then, and then the next thing was that uh, they kind of talked about his staff and he said, I, he said, uh, he said, it's not a deal breaker. He said, but I, I really want to be able to take my whole staff. So uh, loyalty is important to me. And, and he is one of the most loyal guys you'll ever know. Uh, and he said, I, Hey, I'm going to take my whole staff with me. You know, these guys were a part of, of me being able to get to a position like this. You know, I want them to continue to, uh, to continue to be with me. So I, I, I actually thought from the very beginning, man, this, cause loyalty is a huge thing to me. And yeah. once he did that, I said, wow, this, this, this is a legit guy. Um, and you know, he got here. It was a little, it's different, you know, Florida, I'm sure right. it's, a, it, it's, uh, the expectation that comes with it and taking over for a hall of famer and, yeah. um, and everything that goes along with it coming from Louisiana tech, a mid major. And, um, you know, I'm sure it, it took him, a little time to adjust. Um, but he is a, uh, he is a really good coach that treats people the right way. He treats his players the right way. Um, you know, and, uh, he's been very consistent. We're just, we're just trying to get over that hump and yeah. nobody and nobody's, uh, more upset about it than coach, you know, yeah. and the guy, you know, we, we were in here today, we had player meetings, you know, all morning and, uh, he's jumping right back on it and, looking forward to next year and seeing what he's got to do. So yeah. uh, he's a tremendous human being. Um, he teaches life. You know, it's, it, it's, he's not using these guys for wins. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it just takes, it takes a little bit of time because looking at, you know, I remember they, he, he lost the whole recruiting class, you know, and of guys that ended up transferring, it just didn't work out. And, and that's the gamble with recruiting. Say gamble with recruiting, but that's the process of recruiting. That sometimes it, it just doesn't pan out. A player can be this and that, and you spend so much time, and it just for whatever reason, and that can affect yeah. your team coming into next year. That's that is part of the deal. There's um, no doubt, no doubt. But you know, I'm I'm I love the the interaction I've got to have with Coach White. Um, his mindset. I was I ran into Denver the other day on campus. And he's just talking about, you know, being his, his, in his position. He's like, he's had coach Donovan and he's had coach white. He's like, I, I could not have asked for a better set of coaches to have in my tenure of professionalism, of character, of the way they treat everyone, the way that they are just so bought in on, uh, you know, pouring into these, their players' lives with character and, and patience and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, you're right. I'm like, you're absolutely right. But that's the Florida, that's the Florida gate away. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. He fits right in with, with, with uh, everyone else here, yeah. you know, and uh, he's going to do it the right way, you know, yeah. in a world of FBI investigations now, you know, oh, yeah. you, know you, you, you're never going to have to worry about that here. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, he's just, he's, he's, he's going to get it done here. I, I read an interesting thing last night, Pat, that did you know, Leonard Hamilton, it was year eight at Florida state before they went to an NCAA tournament. Wow. I had no idea. I had no idea, but it was his first seven years at Florida state. He did not go to the tournament, um, which I, I actually didn't know that, wow. but that, I mean, you can see how they've, 
they've got it they've got it rolling now so yeah they got it rolling now yeah yeah that's a good yeah. stat and yeah. i mean all all great respect to coach hamilton i mean he's what 74 years old or something like that and yeah. year after year they are bringing in some great players over there so we can't be upset over uh, I guess you would say the last few years they've gotten a, they've gotten a hold of, yeah. of us, but we, it's the tables are going to turn, man. You already know. Yeah. But uh, Duke, guess what time it is? What's that? It's, it's story time. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's story oh, yeah. time. Oh okay. man, I'm excited okay. for it. So so, for, uh, which way to do it? Uh, I'm. Would you rather go? Is there a story off the top of your mind or should I just go try to name drop and see what story comes first to your, to your mind of players? And- yeah. You know what? We'll keep it with basketball. So you may have to help me here. Pat, okay. In 17 right. years, there's a lot of stories. I may have to have I, help. I can imagine. Uh, I mean, you said your first year was coming in the same year as Joe, Corey and, and T green. So <laughs> What pops in the? I mean, everyone. I, I heard Joe Kim couldn't couldn't find couldn't. Yeah, maybe he didn't have a timer or or, or a clock. He just couldn't be on time for anything. Yeah. He, yeah. he actually embraced. I heard he actually embraced those extra workouts, getting up at five a.m. for a little bit or whatever <laughs> you know, it was. The first the first thing, Pat. And this won't this won't mean a lot to a lot of people that that haven't been here. But do you remember Chris Patrick? He was the he was the head trainer. He did all the drug testing. The older guy, CP. Called him CP. CP. Yes. Yeah. 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 He was here for like 45 years. And like he took no crap. <laughs> he took no crap from anyone. Right. I'm sure he, you know, he, he just never messed around at physicals. Like I was saying earlier, we're at physicals and I'm sitting there and CP is standing next to me. And, and Joe walks by. And this won't be as funny to people if you don't know him, but Joe walks by and puts his hand. He was eating potato chips <laughs> and Joe Kim stuck his hand in his potato chip bag. It took his last like five or five or six potato chips out of his bag. And uh, nobody like nobody knew who Joe was. So like uh, CP was like he was like losing his mind. Like this guy's just walking in and he steals my he, st- <laughs> he steals my. Oh, last he just walks in and take the chips out of CP's bag. Yeah, he just walked right by him and put his hand and took his chips and just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> And this guy, CP, loses it on players. Like, he's like, <laughs> he didn't even say anything. He was so amazed that he did it, that he didn't even say anything. But it was, that was, that for me, that was hilarious. Uh, the, wow. deal with him, the deal with him not being able to, uh, you know, late to class, you know, and coach would keep putting him on the treadmill. And Joe, like, basically, he basically said, he goes, hey, if, if I if you keep putting me on the treadmill for being late to class, I'm never going to go to class again. He goes, I, I I love this. He goes, I can come in here, I can run three, four, five miles on a treadmill and not have to go to class. He says, this is great. He said it's the best thing that ever happened. So he had Billy had to change the uh, had to change the punishment on that one. Um, but there there's just there's just so many uh, there's so many stories on Joe and. Uh, you know, Bill, Billy D was a story in himself, and um, you remember when him and Rosario went at it in the uh, film room? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and Mike just walked out. Mike just walked yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> was, but yeah. dude, uh, I heard 
I remember you telling me this a few years back that uh, Chandler Parsons and Nick Calathis were just absolutely insane in the athletic training room sometimes and that you actually had to kick them out. They could not, they were not allowed to be there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. First time in 27 years, Pat, I had to kick somebody out of the training room. They were, they were in the cold tank. Well, one of them was in a cold tank and one of them was getting in and they started splashing each other with water. They were acting oh like God. 12 years old. And one of them ended up taking a bucket, that, like a, a bucket that was sitting in there, filling it up all the way to the top with water and then threw it at the other one. I can't remember who did what, but there was water. There was water everywhere. So I actually, I actually lost my mind and kicked <laughs> them out. Told them they weren't allowed to come back in there together. They had to, come, <laughs> they had to come in one at a time. Uh, it's the only time I ever did it. It was, it was that was pretty funny because people were losing their minds and those guys were they, they just joked around constantly. Chandler was still a goofball when I couldn't take him seriously. I had him for one year. I just could not yeah. take him seriously. Yeah, no, he it was it was. Uh, it was funny. It was funny. I tell you another one that was uh, uh, the greatest stories is when we we would win certain games to move on, and Billy would come in and try to dance, and you guys would all oh, make yeah. fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> you see some of those. You see some of those videos floating around out there on YouTube, and uh, that, that's pretty good. That, no, that's pretty no good. rhythm at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was oh. Um, Walter Hodge and Al, how were Walter and Al Horford? Because I know when they were together for a minute, uh, they were speaking Spanish to each other for a little bit. And then Coach, I know Coach Donovan was like, hey, when you're out here, English only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I listened to your podcast with Walter was awesome too. That was another one that, that was great to hear how he's doing. But yeah, those guys talked, those guys talked in Spanish all the time. The one when uh, David Huertas was here, I don't know if he talked about David much, um, but they came in together, him and Walter, and neither one of those guys, when they first got here, they spoke very good English. Um, actually, Walter was great compared to, to David's English, but they would always they would always be in here, either getting treatment or taping or out on the floor, and they 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 would go nonstop in Spanish, and uh, yeah, everybody used to kind of get on them a little bit for that. Oh my but, gosh! Uh, but uh, yeah, they definitely uh, Billy definitely said that. You never knew if they were what they were saying, you know. They could. <laughs> who knows? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> That's hard. Uh, I mean, you've you've been there with the Gators basketball for seventeen seasons now. Um, do you have a, a a top moment that you can? You know, you got to cut some net nets down quite a few times. Is there is there just a moment that just you know that pops into your mind for when I bring that up? Uh, of something that that I mean obviously there's a lot of things that you're never going to forget <laughs> um, but is there something that just stands out to you more than anything yeah you know what this this is this is good Pat because we played in at uh the PK something the out there the the, the Nike deal out in Portland a couple years ago okay and uh I was talking to Bill Walton you know Bill Walton on TV the announcer played yeah. it yeah crazy Bill I asked him, I, lo I love the Celtics and love Larry Bird. So he was on that championship team with the Celtics and he had won one earlier in his career. And I, and I had asked him which one of those championships were most important to him. And he goes, uh, he goes, what's your name again? I go, Duke. He goes, Duke. He goes, do you have kids? And I said, yeah, I have three kids. He said, which one of those kids are the most important to you? And I said, they're all important to me. They're all, 
they're all my kids. I love them all the same. He said, well, that's how it is with championships. He said, they're all, they're all the best. There's none better than the other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the memories of winning here, we've, we've had a lot of it and, uh, and it's all been important. And, and the funny thing is, and it's, it's obviously, this isn't funny, but up until this year, you, you would have asked me like what championship or winning 30 in a row with you guys or, what was most important. And, and I really didn't have an answer, but if you ask me my best memory now and my best win I've ever been a part of it is, is Keontae and, and him being able to pull through what he pulled through um, and, and being a part of that and being with him every day, by far and away is the biggest, the biggest victory I've ever been a part of was what was him still being here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's not even, it's not even close. It's not so. even close. It's not even right. close. That's right. Duke, uh, I got to tell you, thank you so much for your time. Um, this is going to be, I hope it's going to be a two-parter because I, you know, we just <laughs> went pretty long, but I have no problem with that at all. Just getting a chance to catch up with you and um, giving you, putting you on the spotlight because you deserve it. And um, I love you to death. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have spent four years. Four years wasn't enough as a player uh, under your wings, but you already know, like I said, we're family. I can't wait to get a chance to come up there and hug you. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully things will be better. I can't actually hug you. I know, yeah. I'd have to COVID test you first, Pat. Oh, man. Are you <laughs> are you doing it? Are you sticking the thing up my nose? <laughs> no, no. I'll get somebody over here for you. That might, that might change the dynamic of our relationship. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, Pat, man, it means a lot for, for me, even, even for you to ask me to be on here and uh, – you know, you guys are special. Uh, love you guys. I, I do what I do because of you guys. And, and I really do what I do to see how you guys grow up and how successful you are and, and the uh, the amount of years you got in front of you and the things you'll accomplish. And uh, it, it, it's a, it's been an honor for me to, to talk to you and yeah. uh, to talk about some of the old guys and some stories. And um, But I love you guys. You're the best. Absolutely. Gator Nation. Um... This is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Um, speechless. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That was Dave Duke Warner. He's been a part of the Gator program for 27 years. Don't know what lies ahead. I hope he never leaves. <laughs> it definitely will not be the same uh, when he decides to, to go on to the next chapter, but what a great run he's had being a part of the program. The program would not be the way that it is without him. And I'm just so glad that we got a chance to highlight him and celebrate him and the things that he has done, the, the man who he is, uh, the man he continues to be, the father he is, the friend that he is, and the man that he's going to, the legacy that he's leaving. Forget about the legacy that, that I'm going to leave, the legacy that he's left at Florida and everyone that he's touched through that. And with that being said, Gator Nation, stay right.